Awesome. So, um, yeah, the movie that we watched. Let me pull up um, my notes. Yeah, you don't want to have a preamble. <laughs> no, I'm ready to talk business. <laughs> Spend too much time trying to figure out how to like get started. For real, though, I gotta, I gotta crack open my drink. That was stressful. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to just talk about the movie, or do we want to introduce ourselves? Let's introduce ourselves. Hell yeah. All right. We always start, so. Well, my name's Jesse, And I'm Erin. And, and we're, we're the, the Cage, Cage Queens. Queens. <laughs> I kind of hate our intro, too. We were talking the other day about how we hate our, our outro, and I hate our intro. It sounds yeah. like what you would do for a project in eighth grade or something. Well, that's kind of how I feel like this is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, true. I know. I feel like just we're such bad entertainers. We're bad at doing like anything media related. Like, so everything is on the level of like middle school because we don't know what we're doing. Oh, in, um, in fifth grade, uh, I can't remember what we had to we had to do this project um, on our team that was centered around this garden that that our team managed and uh, it was called the Peace Garden and we mm -hmm. had to do some sort of project and I think everybody had to do a video or we chose to do a video but I just remember like my mom being out there with the handheld camera like standing in a garden <laughs> while like me and one of my friends are like talking about the birdhouses that were built in the peace garden and all you can hear is the wind hitting the microphone. <laughs> oh my god so we got some experience under your belt. <laughs> oh yeah I am well versed. Ugh. Man, that's a uh, that's pretty good. I had to do last semester. I had to do either a podcast or a video for one of my classes about just like a renewable energy project, and we did a video, and it was so bad. Like none of us knew how to use like the editing software, and so we just like used the like Microsoft like video edit on our laptops and like just added text with like you know just like a uh, times new roman font <laughs> with a white background <laughs> to all of a sudden like come up when someone said something important and then oh my god it was the worst video ever and we had to share it with the person because we had to like interview someone to help create the content for the video and we had to share oh it God. with that person and i was just like i am so sorry like this is part of the assignment <laughs> i have to share with you please don't tell me it's good because i know it's not <laughs> i feel very embarrassed right now but oh well <laughs> well i guess you want to get into the movie oh yes i was pleasantly surprised that um, this movie wasn't as depressing as um, we thought it was going to be originally. Definitely. Yeah, I made a note, too, about how it had it had these, like, light notes in between to, like, mm -hmm. help, e like, lift the mood <laughs> of mm -hmm. the movie so it wasn't 
all depressing all the time. And so I did really like that. Um, did you see when this movie was released? Uh, yeah, it came out in 1984. Okay. Um, so same as the last one. Yeah, I think he had a, a couple come out in 84. Yeah, so pretty much this movie, as the as we described last week, is about these two friends that go into the war and they're both kind of traumatized and one obsesses over becoming a bird and... So Nick Cage character, whose name is Al in the movie, is kind of brought in to try to help him get out of his obsession and bring him back to reality. And, you know, and together they find that they're both crazy and they need each other to restore their mental health. Um, And yeah, so the movie is just kind of flashing back to earlier days in their friendship and then the current days and their trauma. So it was, um, it was interesting. Yeah, it was a a drama film as described, but it was actually a little bit of a comedy too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was definitely parts that were written for comedy. It wasn't just, um, coincident or or us being really cynical and dark and laughing at really <laughs> <Yeah>. shitty things <laughs> that's more what i was afraid of happening but yes. um there was actually some comedy in it and our our boy nick he shows up really early on we don't have to wait super long for him to show up in this one like, he's in it in like three minutes exactly like he shows up before the main character does <laughs> although i couldn't even tell it was him right away because he's covered in like his face is covered in bandages and at this point we don't know why yes exactly so yeah his first kind of screen time was him in the hospital with his face all wrapped in bandages and the doctor kind of dismissing him saying like, Oh, keep these bandages on for a while and come back and we'll remove them. And so, um, yeah, Nick's character throughout the movie kept the bandages on his face. Yeah. In the, when he was in the present, but in the flashbacks, obviously he didn't have the bandages on. Yeah. So that's one thing that I didn't like is like, we never got to see his, his messed up face. <laughs> You're right. I was waiting for that moment. We never got that, did we? Nope. And, yeah. um, yeah, because apparently, like, a grenade or something went off in his face, and it, and he was very, very concerned about, like, what was going to be underneath, and, like, that was kind of part of his, like, a lot of his story in the present day, that he just Wanted to make sure Al was under there, <laughs> and, but we never got to know what it actually ended up looking like. So that was kind of a yeah. a bummer. He was he was super scared of how it was going to affect his vanity uh, in the end. <laughs> exactly. Which I get. I like. I understand because I mean that's kind of your face, mm-hmm. you know. Unless you get plastic surgery, which you know in the time period that the movie was set in, which was around the Vietnam War. That, I don't think the plastic surgery around that time was very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have the fucked up face instead of uh, a nice looking face. True, or, true, I true. I mean, like a, a knifed up face. Yes. Although, plastic surgery, anybody can do it if you want to do it. I don't care. That's up to you. <laughs> Not going to say anybody can't have plastic surgery if that's what they want. <laughs> Thank God, because someone that was listening to this podcast is like, you know what? 
I was really considering plastic surgery, but if Aaron tells me that I that I should do it, then I guess I won't. I'm covering my own ass here. And I, and I also have something to say about birds and fetishes about animals, but oh, we'll God. get to that later. Yeah, so the weird thing about this movie is that Birdie's character was already obsessed with birds before he went off to war. And so these flashbacks always go back to like him progressively getting more crazy about birds. But he always kind of started off that way. And that's kind of one of the ways that him and Nick first became friends was because Birdie was kind of <laughs> collecting pigeons to train them as messenger pigeons. And Nick Cage thought he could make some money off of that. So he kind of joined the quest to do that. But they never made any money. They just became best buds. <laughs> oh, that scene uh, where Birdie makes a pigeon suit for Al. Oh my god. <laughs> When I first saw the suit, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way that he's going to put that on. Then the very next scene, they're like running around in bird suits. Oh my god. It was... <laughs> it was just indescribable how silly <laughs> it, it was. Like, they literally collected... Well, Birdie collected these pigeon feathers to make into suits so that the pigeons would feel more comfortable coming up to Nick and Birdie, and I don't know if the logic behind that is actually factual, but <laughs> didn't matter, because they wore the suits, and um, in, in one of the earlier scenes, they were in these suits, and then they went to this, like, quarry or something to go and um, collect some pigeons, and these pigeons kind of, like, nest on, on the top of the building, so they kind of climbed up to the top of the building to get the pigeons, and then Birdie, like, fell off, pretty much. He jumped. Yeah, he, like, he was hanging off the roof, and then, like, he mm -hmm. wasn't able to hang on anymore. He's like, oh, I'm gonna fly. So Nick Cage, um, obviously was there during that. Birdie jumped, and... You know, he's all fucking ecstatic about it because he flew. And mm -hmm. Nick Cage. And they show that fall like three times. <laughs> Different angles of the fall. Like it was so stupid looking. And uh, so then Nick Cage has to take him to the hospital. And then he's he's in his bird suit just talking to someone else in the hospital <laughs> saying like, that was my best friend in there. You know, he might have broken his bag just looking all cray cray in his bird suit. But yeah, that was kind of the first major like indication that we knew that Birdie was a little, a little bat shit or bird shit, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, I will say that pumpkin, my cat, was actively um, engaged in this movie because she liked <laughs> hearing all the bird sounds and saw them flapping all over the screen. And so then, like, every time there's a bird on screen, she just, like, looked, lift her head up and looked, and then at one point she went up to the TV and started pulling at the TV. Aww. So I will say Pumpkin was a fan. <laughs> yeah, this one's probably going to be her favorite. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, because she watches them all with me because obviously she's my roommate. <laughs> she, she can't leave and do something else. <laughs> oh, 
So Nick, he's a big ladies' man again. Oh. In this one, I am sure you noticed. Yes. Yeah. So, like, our first instance of seeing him as a ladies' man, he's under the bleachers, touching titties again. Yeah. Over the shirt, yep, he's under the bleachers. And then um, later, when he uh, makes, like, birdie go with him on this like double date kind of thing he's like having sex with uh his date under the boardwalk only like 15 feet from yeah. birdie and the other girl and like birdie ends up like weirding the girl out and she leaves and makes her friend come with her thus ending the the romantic session under the boardwalk you have got to learn to be more sociable. That scene made me so uncomfortable. Like, I was like, they couldn't have gone anywhere. Like, Birdie and the other girl couldn't have gone anywhere else. Like, they really had to be right mm -hmm. there. Like, oh, my God. And then you just hear Nick Cage, like, moaning in the background. And it just, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like a little too long after um that girl you know left before nick cage was able to finish and it was just like this look of absolute like disgust in birdie because he didn't let him he left him with blue balls essentially and so mm -hmm. it was just like camera focused on him for too long, um, his facial expression of that, just to show how discontent he was. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I noted that part, too, and I was just like, ooh, I can't. Yeah. Uh, he also, our boy, had a lot of good monologues in yeah. this movie. I would say this really launched his monologuing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, mostly monologues. Because in the, the present scenes with Birdie, I mean, Birdie wasn't talking, which is why Nick Cage was really brought in to help, like, see if he can um, get him to talk again. Mm -hmm. uh, any scene that he's with Birdie, he's doing all the talking, or he's talking to the nurse that's in there that feeds him sometimes. Mm -hmm. What was her name? Hannah. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, and Birdie's like post-war state he doesn't talk and then he doesn't feed himself and he always is sitting in what looks like the most uncomfortable position where like you know you sit down and you bend your legs and you put all your weight kind of on your feet <laughs> like kind of like on your ankles almost. yeah and it's yeah. like he's sitting like that in those entire scenes where he's, like, smashed up against, like, the wall in the corner or laying under his bed and just, like, doing all these obscure poses. And it must be extremely uncomfortable. And then, I mean, sometimes he was doing them butt-ass naked. <laughs> yeah, sitting on the railing of his bed. Because he's sitting like a bird. He, like, mm -hmm. with his legs, yeah. I guess, or his feet as close to his body as he can get them. Mm -hmm. You know, like a bird tucking their legs up fucked up i mean just be wanting to be an animal i'm not it's not like fucked up but it's not normal 
<laughs> Preach. Yes, it is not normal. Um, so I guess going back to Birdie is like obsessed with birds. He starts out with pigeons, but then eventually he gets his own bird, um, which is a little canary named Perda. And it's so cute. It's just like, <laughs> it just like chirps and flies around. It hangs on his shoulders. Um, it just like is a very adorable bird. You fall in love with Perda right away just because she is a gem. But my point of bringing that up is, did you watch the credits to see that the, uh, the animals were all had names? Yes. And the one that did Perda's stunts. That bird's <laughs> name was Queepers. <laughs> I love, that was my favorite thing to find out was Queepers did the stunts and how they had to have two birds, one that did the stunts and one that was just all face. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. But uh, yeah, the, the animals were credited for their scenes, um, which was entertaining but i mean a lot of the animals just had names like bird number zero three nine or something like that and i was like Mm -hmm. why but my uh favorite scene was where he got the second bird where he got the the male bird to Mm -hmm. breed with with perda and nick cage asked him what he named it his name's alfonso what yeah Likes to fight and show off a lot. Yeah, it was funny. In the credits, it said Alfonso played himself. So yes, he did. His yes, real did. name was Alfonso. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, but then right after that, he's like, well, I don't know if that's really his name because I have to ask. I'm still learning how to speak canary. And then he starts going, queep, 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 queep. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then Nick's just uh-huh. like... Like this is this is getting weird. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a strange friendship we got. Right, not as weird as when uh, Birdie describes that dream where he's a bird and he's having sex with Perda. Okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> did he have a wet dream about a bird? He definitely did when he woke up. Yep, 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 yep. That was 100% a wet dream about a bird. Oh, 100% a wet dream about a bird. Yes. Oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah, I know. Because the scene was just like, you know, his dream was just kind of him in bird's eye view and like flashing back to Perda and like just doing all this weird shit. And then he wakes up and then he like kind of looks under the covers and then he grabs, like, a rag next to his bed, and then he kind of just puts it on the covers. So I'm like, mm. Mm, that's fucking mm. gross. <laughs> Perda and I become one. Um, oh, we could talk about that flashback scene with the dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so one of the flashback scenes was they were working with this one guy that said he was collecting stray dogs to just like you know earn an extra some some extra money and so they found this kind of spot where all these like dogs were hanging out and one one part about that that i liked was so there was like what six or seven dogs or something and Mm -hmm. there was just like this itty bitty little like 
scruffy little fucker. Yeah, a little scruffy, like, shit zoo or something. And then they're all, like, freaking out about that one, and they're like, this one's the leader. (laughs) (laughs) It was was cute. But, yeah, so then they, like, they wrangled up all the dogs, and then they took them to this pretty much, like, a slaughterhouse, and Mm -hmm. it was, it just showed, like, a bunch of dead horses hanging about and like you know skinning dog carcasses and something so it was like obviously really fucked up and so um nick and birdie did the right thing and freed the dogs and so i was very proud of them for being good animal activists (laughs) oh and that one guy got his dog back oh yeah (laughs) the leader don't no i don't think it was the leader it was a a i think it was just a random ass dog in there yeah but he like chased him all the way to the slaughterhouse to get his dog back so the baby birds oh (laughs) (laughs) oh the baby birds see i thought you were gonna bring up (laughs) the cat scene (gasps) yeah i didn't but uh (laughs) uh you want to tell them about the fucking cat scene Mm, which one which cat scene the the there killer were a couple cat scenes. The killer cat scene. <laughs> oh, did I write that? Which when did that happen? I gotta find it in my notes. I think it happened before the baby oh, birds. It did happen before the baby birds. You're right. I don't know how much I really wrote about that one. Cause I just said the orange cat got purred up, <laughs> <laughs> but she's still breathing and is totally fine. Yeah. So that scene. I mean, you saw the foreshadowing because you saw the cat. And you saw that Birdie wasn't in his room, and the cat was sneaking in the room, and you already knew that this stupid cat was going to get the bird. And, you know, Birdie goes into the room, and he catches the cat, and there's, like, this big scene of him, like, prying the bird out of the cat's mouth, (laughs) which is uncomfortable to watch. It looked pretty real, but I don't think it was. But, like, Creeper's stunts were on point because that bird looked, <laughs> like, fucked. Looked ragged as fuck, yeah. It did. And, um, so, yeah, the, the cat got the bird, but luckily the bird survived. It just reminded me of the time when my orange cat got oh, the bird. I didn't think about that one. Oh, and I was having such flashbacks. So, my cat Pumpkin, she was out on my balcony one day and a bird landed on the balcony and she got it and she ran into my apartment and uh with it in her mouth and i like stopped her and then the bird was trying to get out and it flew into a window in my room and then it kind of like uh, slithered down and like went to hide like behind my desk and i knew its neck was broken and i knew like i had to get it out and I knew it was suffering, and it was just, like, the fucking, it was the worst experience of my life. I knew I had to kill it, and me being a fucking animal lover, vegetarian for the past, like, 15 years, I'm like, uh, oh my god, I was like, (laughs) I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I was so, like, upset about the bird, and I was like, I don't know how to kill it, but I knew I had to kill it, and I didn't want to give it to Pumpkin to kill, because then she would just kind of, like, you know, play around with it, and so... I ended up grabbing it and drowning it in my lake. <laughs> was, oh my god, I think it's the worst thing I've ever done to this day. Like, 
<laughs> oh, so that just brought back awful flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, well, when you asked me to describe the cat scene, I only could think of the cat scene where Birdie's in the bathtub and he can, he's, he's like remembering the cat, like he's imagining an orange cat like coming towards him on a fence like to oh. hunt him as if he was a bird being hunted and he's like freaking out in the bathtub <laughs> that is all i could think of and i'm like that's not oh. the scene she's asking me to describe and that's why i was blanking so hard because <laughs> i knew that wasn't what you were getting me to talk about yes okay <laughs> yeah because i just wanted to go on a side note about how i could relate to freaking out in the bathtub via a cat <laughs> Yeah, no, that I remember that scene though. Yeah, he was he was he was cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he like got that memory, but he does talk about how like in his dreams he's flying, mm-hmm. and like I honestly thought I'm like maybe he was like astral projecting in his sleep <laughs> yeah. like as a bird, like. You can do that, so I hear. I've never been able to astral project personally, but I hear you can do it. Most people do it by accident. Interesting. And I think he was doing that, and I tried to, like, do a little research on the movie, but there was not a lot. I mean, most I could find it was, it was written about a book, yeah. or it's based on a book, but even the book gave me no information. Like, I tried to look up the book, had less information than the movie <laughs> did, so... Uh, I was going to say, I saw that it was based on a book. Would you ever read the book? I thought about it just because now I want to read it. Like, I want to see how it's all described in the book. Yes. Like, how do they describe the bird thing? Like, the desire to be a bird and yeah. the dreaming of having sex with the bird. Like, I want to know what this dude was writing. I want to know, too, because I want to see, like... How he describes, like, sexual fantasies about a bird. <laughs> like, I am okay, very... I'm gonna... I have more free time than you do. As Are you gonna read it? stand. I might. I'm gonna try... I'm gonna... I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It's 320 pages. Damn. I know. That's a lot of bird fucking to write about. <laughs> How many different words can you use to describe that? I could listen to an audiobook of this. Ooh, that might be better. I'm looking at, like, the, the comments just on, like, Amazon Prime. And one, mm-hmm. one person says, five hours of my life, I will never get back. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Oh, God uh, damn. yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting this. How long is that audio? I'm not used to, like, looking this up on the internet. Like Me neither. I'm used to doing it. On my phone. Because I can't figure out where everything is on here. Oh, 11 hours and 7 minutes. Holy shit. I'm going to listen to it. I'll let you know how it is. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited too because I have been like, I haven't had anything to listen to, like anything new or anything that I've wanted to listen to lately. And this sounds like so much fun. I'm going to, I'm so fucking excited. I can get the hardcover book for less than $9 as well. (laughs) You can just go all out on this shit. (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder how many other of Nick Cage's movies are based on books. Like, how much much of this are we going to get educated about? (laughs) Probably quite a few. I'm not going to read Rumblefish, though, so... Oh! (laughs) That. No way. 
There's no bird fucking in that one. <laughs> um, um, one thing that I noticed about Nick, his acting, when he sobbed, he did a very bad job of sobbing. Because yeah, his not like a lot of tears. His mouth was just open, and then he would shake. like his mouth just looks super weird and it was strange to watch like that one uh where he like woke up from a nightmare and he was just like Uh, (laughs) it was just like it was just it was so fake it was so bad to watch but then i felt like in one in that like last scene where he was you know, describing to Birdie about how he was going crazy too and how the doctor mm-hmm. couldn't take him away from him. I thought that crying scene was pretty good because it was more of yeah. just like tears rolling down his face and him just getting like, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't overly over the top. It was like realistic. <laughs> yeah, his last monologue was, was probably the best one of all of them. Um, Definitely. It was, yeah, it was really long and, and impassioned and, you know, he... Mm-hmm. That's when he realizes that he needs Birdie as much as Birdie needs him, and maybe more so. And um, he talks uh, at one point about smelling his own flesh. Oh, yeah. um, It reminded me very vividly. uh, It was, I don't know, like a month ago. I, like, accidentally, like, seared my own hand a little bit. Just, like, very lightly, like... It was, like, just one second, just kind of a quick, like, burn, and it, like, seared my skin kind of, like, um, like, if you were, like, searing meat in, like, Ooh. a pan or something like that. Mm-hmm. And for, like, a half an hour, the entire room smelled like <gasps> I was searing pork. And it Ew. was so disgusting. <sighs> That's so gross! Yeah. And, like, I really don't think I could eat just, like, pork again oh my god that's gross yeah yeah i don't i know what the smell of burned hair smells like but not really burned skin <laughs> burned skin i think smells different than than just gently searing like my skin was actually i had like a little brown like a light browning on my hand <laughs> jesus christ because of how i burned it like i actually like cooked the skin a little bit that's so gross it's so bad. Yeah. Did it you, was real gross. Did you get a scar from it? No, it wasn't deep. It wasn't like deep or anything. It was just a very light little So searing. you So what you're telling me is you can get the smell without permanent damage. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know why you'd want to though. Just to smell what burned flesh smells like. Oh God. <sighs> No, I won't go burn my hand after this, but I know that I can. <laughs> um, yeah, by the end of the movie, Birdie finally says words. Um, his first line is, or his first, like, the first thing he says is, Oh, sometimes you're so full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is after his long, impassioned monologue. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then I think my fate, like, the ending was so good. So, like, they're in this, like, mental ward, and Nick, um, 
helps Bertie escape, and then they, yeah. like, escape. He kicks to the... an orderly in the dick. Like, <laughs> kicks him right in the dick. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck if he's stopping him from getting out of there. But so then they, they escape, and of course they're on top of a building. And then Bertie goes straight to the edge and starts <laughs> flapping his arms. And Nick Cage is freaking out. He's like, Bertie, no! <laughs> and then you see Bertie jumping off. And then Nick goes to the edge, and it was just like a... I don't know. The next level down. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like a five foot drop or something like that. And Bertie's just like, what? And then the movie just ends. <laughs> it was a really cute way to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a very lighthearted and fun way to end the movie. I loved it. Bertie, go! Um, one of my favorite Nick Cage quotes um, was so, of course. Um, it flashed back to a time where um, there, there was another prom, as we've seen in a couple of other Nick Cage movies. There is a prom, and Birdie actually got a date. Oh, well, Doris was really into him, and uh, he was very uninterested. Yes. And his mom said that he had to go on the date, otherwise she was going to get rid of all of his birds. So, yes. so it, that's he, the only reason he went. <laughs> He wasn't pursuing love or anything. He was just doing his obligations so that he could fuck his birds later <laughs> in his dreams. But, um, yeah, so after prom, Nick Cage and his date and then Birdie and his date um, kind of, like, drove off and, like, to, like, a, a make-out point or whatever. And they were alone with their dates in their car. And then this girl just like, well, here's my titties. This is what you want. <laughs> And Bernie just, like, touches them, and he's like, uh, no. And then they they go home. And then the next morning, Nick Cage comes over to Bertie's house, and he was just like, oh, you gotta, you gotta tell me about last night. And last night was when Bertie had a dream about him flying as a bird. And Bertie's like, oh, I flew. And Nick Cage was assuming that he was talking about Birdie getting with the girl. <laughs> and so Nick Cage goes, oh, you flew? How you flew? <laughs> Perfect. Um, that was my favorite Nick Cage quote. <laughs> but I mean, overall the, um, the, I mean, the relationships between these two guys were, I mean, it was like a solid bromance. Like, I mean, they had a lot of shits and gigs together Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were, went through it all. I don't think, they weren't together when they were in war, but they both, like, no. enlisted in similar times. I don't know if it was made really clear in the movie, but while I was, like, researching today, I think it was on Wikipedia, it mentioned that, um, Al had enlisted after graduating from high school, but Birdie was drafted. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I saw him, like, in the war, and I was like, why the fuck, like, why did he go into war? Like, mm-hmm. I did that didn't make any sense. Where Nick Cage, I think he, he talked about it, and he, I mean, he was a macho man, so it made sense yeah. for him. Whereas Birdie was, like, not. <laughs> and so that didn't make any sense. He should have just gone to school to be an ornithologist, for God's <laughs> sake, but. <laughs> yeah, well, when. When Al first got to the hospital and saw Birdie there, he I think he immediately accused him of like using it as a gimmick to like keep himself out of going back to war, you know, playing mm-hmm. the crazy card or whatever. Um, 
but maybe he wasn't, <laughs> as we <laughs> saw through. Yeah. This movie, all together, like, I felt like it was, it was a good, like, artistic piece. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't, there wasn't a ton to make fun of. There wasn't, like, the story was well told. Like, it was a good, it was a good movie. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was long. It was, like, two hours long. And so it, it kind of... Was- fucking long it dragged on at some points but i mean i felt like it was overall like it could have taken a really goofy turn but it never really did yeah um did you notice anything about his teeth how how they were still bad so i oh um, missing tooth is that what you're gonna talk about i'm but it's it gets deeper than that. Did you did you look into that at all? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just wanted to check. Um because on IMDb like the I always check the trivia thing cuz I like to read through it and see if there's anything interesting to talk about. The very first thing listed there claims that Nick Cage um actually had two of his teeth removed for the role without anesthesia. Like without anesthetics. That's what the the trivia said. And I was like I'm gonna dig into this because there was no like sourcing or yeah, anything. Yeah, right. And so I did. I did some light digging, and I found the interview in which he talks about it. Mm. It's on YouTube. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh my god! They were baby teeth. It's not as big a deal as people seem to think it is because they had to do it anyway. It was just good timing. Oh my god! So it's true. <laughs> well, the anesthetics part. Um, may or may not be true. He doesn't specifically say, I'm going to guess he probably had some, like, numbness or whatever, you know, like, just the syringe, you know, that they do. The little needle in the mouth or whatever, just to numb you up. So. And, okay, how old was he? Because, I mean, I feel like seven, I thought he was, like, 17 or something. I feel like that's kind of old to have baby teeth. Um, some people don't lose their baby teeth naturally. Or, like, they hold on, like, their mouth just retains baby teeth, like, for too long. Um, I've definitely, I had to get baby teeth pulled out when I got braces. Because, I did, too. Um, they had to make room, and some of my teeth were taking too long to fall out. Mm-hmm. So I know it's possible, but I can't remember how old he was. How old, when, what year was he born? Do you I don't, remember? I don't know. Because I don't. <laughs> Let me look it up. 64. He was, like, 20. 20, 20. Yeah, when it was released, he was 20. So I still feel like that's pretty old for, to have baby teeth. Oh, yeah. It's pretty old to have baby teeth, which is why he was getting them removed. Yeah, he's like, from, yeah. Like by a dentist. Just good timing, I guess. <laughs> wow. But now we definitively know that this is when his teeth are getting fixed. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the start. Yes, exactly. So it's only, you know, upwards from here. For his mm-hmm. teeth. Wow. That's uh that's some interesting trivia right there. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we had something to talk about. Um oh, we could talk talk about the baseballs. Oh my god. <laughs> uh because like Nick seems to think this is like his last last hope. This is before he does his heavy monologue at mm-hmm. the end. Um, he tells the doc the doctor is like given up hope that Nick is ever going to be able to help Birdie, and so he's like, "This is your last chance." And 
to do this, otherwise you're going to leave. And Nick's like, okay, well, I think I know what's going to get him to talk. Uh, because when we were growing up, his mom, uh, Bertie's mom, apparently, would basically take all of the baseballs that the kids would sandlot into their yard and hide them in the house somewhere and never return them. <laughs> and so, like, he, none of the kids ever knew where these baseballs went. No one was ever able to find them. And Nick has the doctor, like, write to Birdie's mom to have her send the baseballs because that's going to help him come out of it. Um, and so um, Al, when he gets to the suitcase, when it arrives, he just opens it and dumps them all <laughs> over the floor. <laughs> and, and of course, it doesn't work. And he just freaks the fuck out and has this whole meltdown. Yes, I just love how, like, throughout the flashbacks, Nick Cage is always asking Birdie's mom, like, where'd you put our baseballs? Where'd you put our baseballs? <laughs> and then, like, well, he's a grown-ass man. He still didn't forget about that. And he finally got his freaking baseballs. And it was very uh, closed loop. But, yeah, it, the baseballs didn't do anything. I think it was just, like, a selfish reason for Nick to get those baseballs. <laughs> I think he really wanted to know where they went and if yes. they were still around. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I thought this movie was decent. Um, wasn't my favorite one just because... It was it, very bird-heavy. It was very <laughs> bird-heady. <laughs> I said bird-heady, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Call me birdie because I'm thinking about bird head. <laughs> no yeah it was there's too many birds and we didn't get to see nick cage go extreme in a silly way and that's how i prefer him i don't like him extreme in a serious way so um yeah i think that it was a good movie but not my favorite I think that's what I'm going to say yeah. about all these movies. <laughs> all the way up until we're done. Yeah, it's good, but not my favorite. Just expecting something more. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, What is up next? That's the boy in blue, isn't it? Oh, shit! Let's see. Yes, it is. It's the bird in blue, 1986. <laughs> you just said the bird in blue. <laughs> tagline here on IMDb says, based on the life of Ned Hanlon, the late 19th century Canadian sculler and world champion, Hanlon was one of the first scholars to successfully utilize the sliding seat. <laughs> I literally don't know what any of that fucking means. I don't either. Um, 
what I can tell based on the picture here is that he's like rowing. That's what I was going to say. The picture looks like he's rowing, so I'm guessing these are rowing terms. <laughs> yeah, and this might be the first movie where he is the main <gasps> star. Yay! Oh, hallelujah! Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to this one. Um, Is the movie described as drama, comedy? What's the, Does it have a genre? Yes. Um, it's got three here on IMDb. Okay. Biography, drama, and sport. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, it's not quite two hours long. So, hour 40. Um, that was better. We yeah. committed to this. This is we what committed. we do now. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been an okay journey so far. <laughs> I think it's gonna get better and better as we go. Yes, exactly. We're just getting through the rough the rough patches right now, and so I think that we're we're better days are ahead. <laughs> I hope so. Until next time, stay sweet, parakeet. We'll do cockatoo. <laughs> what? Thank you.